Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> this week, we'll be doing Dock Street Theater, located in Charleston, South Carolina. This theater was originally opened in 1736, and this next little section is actually an excerpt from the National Park System. Oh, cool. So, in the 1930s, the building was restored by the city of Charleston as a Works Progress Administration project. During this project, a large section was constructed behind the hotel containing a stage and auditorium characteristic of the 18th century. The renovation building took the name of the 1730s theater, which stood on the Queen Street, formerly Dock Street, side of the property. This theater is said to have been the first building built specifically for theatrical performances in America. So which made it one of the oldest theaters in the country. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. No, was, I wonder what kind of plays were being performed back then. I don't know. Besides Shakespeare? I mean, I assume, like, a lot of plays are older. Yeah. I mean... I, I just love, like, the romanticized idea of, like, going to the theater. I mean, I would also think a lot of, like, that Renaissance kind of stuff that they... Yeah. Or Greek myths mm -hmm. or, like... I feel like that was very popular yeah. during that time period. And... If I mean we'll post some pictures of this, but if you if you were to look at the theater, it looked very almost like plantation house. Oh wow! Like so, uh, it was very regal, but still like yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like that look. It, it had that 18th century mm -hmm. architectural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the original theater was burned down, and the plant the Planters Inn was built on the same spot by the Calders. Calders, however you pronounce that, in 1809. Mm -hmm. Junus Brutus Booth, who is the father of John Wilkes Booth. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he was a well-known actor and performed at this theater pretty often. Wow. It is said that Booth became enraged one night and attacked the manager, nearly killing him. Wow, so it's in the family line. Yes. Yeah, it's so. genetic. <laughs> And it's in case, his blue jeans. <laughs> what? It's in his jeans. In my je Let me check it. Hold on. Hold on. I don't have pockets. I'm wearing leggings. <laughs> well, well, I didn't find them in my jeans, so. Oh, good. No murder in your jeans. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So there, there was that, which mm -hmm. you see where John Wilkes gets it from. And if you don't know who John Wilkes Booth is. It, learn some <laughs> history. Learn, get learned. <laughs> get learned. Go get an education. I need to get educated. You know, we already talked about the Texas education system on this show before, so. Yeah. I feel um, like we should just, we've already talked about the prison systems, the education system. What are we going to talk about? The railroads? 
Well, well, I thirty five still is not fixed. <laughs> Probably never will be. Probably never will Let's be. Face it, because Texas. Yeah. So in eighteen thirty five, the hotel was restored and a balcony was added, and for fifty years, this location was used as a hotel. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that'd be kind of cool though, like staying in a really old theater. Well, I mean, if you think about it, since it was burned, they had to like completely redo completely it. redo it. That's so true. It was kind of like they had like the basic structure. So they just remodeled everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, Robert Smalls, who was a Civil War legend that sailed a steamboat out of Charleston and gave it to the Union. Wow. So this is again during Civil War time. Yeah. Um, the early 1800s. Yeah. So it was that's pretty cool that he basically hijacked one of their boats and that's so it. cool um and after the civil war the inn fell into ruin and was planned to be demolished but surprisingly the great depression saved the building by becoming a public workspace yay the great depression at least it did some good <laughs> i'm in the great depression right now <laughs> oh no. no i'm just kidding we I need to call him a church back i'm a church help hello <laughs> I'm not depressed. That was a joke. <laughs> For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> okay, well, the Great Depression of the 1930s <laughs> saved it. Um, you know, we're about to be in the 2030s. The 20, so we're in the 2020s, so do you think we'll have another Great Depression in the 2030s? Let's hope not. Let's hope not. If we have learned anything... Let's not repeat history. I mm. think. I think. <laughs> I think that's what this podcast is about: just teaching you not to repeat history. It's not because obviously, like, we've had two world wars, and apparently, we didn't listen then. We mm-hmm. don't want to learn, so let's not do it again. Yeah, great. Okay, Please. sounds good. So, in 1920 and 1930-ish, the citizens became interested in preserving the city's heritage. Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Represent. So if you're from Charleston, South Carolina, please DM us. Please. Any pictures that you have or history that we might have done gone messed up. We done goofed. (laughs) We might have poltered our past. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. Ooh, not literally. And if you do, it will be now a poultry gal, and I will tell your story. Good. Tell my so. story. I'll haunt you. I'll haunt <laughs> oh, you on no. that episode. Then you'll oh, have to talk about my ghost. Oh, no. So Debbie <laughs> laughed so hard, she died. <laughs> the end. So while they're trying to poulter their past, mm-hmm. the city purchased the land and deemed the property worthy of restoration. I thought you said, like, DM'd the property. I was like, deemed. they didn't have DMs back in the day. Don't slide in those DMs. I mean, I guess it could have been mail. Oh, it's your, a mail. No, like, you know, On a ride, horse. ride the horse in. <laughs> right. DM. Pony Express, the old west. So they, it was deemed worthy of restoration and decided to restore the building into a theater. Oh, cool. For the restoration, they modeled it after the London 18th century theater, which included a pit for the common man, galleries for the women, and boxes for the elite. And you know what happens in those elite boxes. You can ask Abraham Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, renovation cost about 
$350,000. Wow, which again, like we've said a thousand times, was a lot of money back in the day. And unfortunately, I could not find the exact amount in today's money for us to grasp how much that would have been. Well, a lot. But it would have been a lot. Uh, This was, again, a significant amount of money, especially during the Depression. Yeah, people were literally wearing potato sacks, and they were like, "Mm, let's redo this theater. Yeah, instead of spending it wisely, let's... I mean, that sounds great. It is known as a historic Dock Street Theater and opened back up in 1937. Oh, that's cool. So, about a hundred years after the yeah. original. Mm-hmm. Wow, because it was seven. Well, actually, two hundred years because originally opened in 1736, burned down, was rebuilt in 1809. And then was used as a hotel in 1835. And then... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. um, and then originally opened back up the theater back in 1937, so. which was literally 200 years after it originally opening. Which is crazy to think about the math. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2007, the theater was shut down for a much-needed reservation because the last reservation was not... Was in 1937. Yeah. That was the last reservation Hmm. that it had. Who knew? So in 2007, they shut it down and made renovations. It took three years and $19 million to complete. (laughs) $19 million? $19 million. I mean, that's probably like comparable to what it was back in the day. Yeah. Like how much it would have cost. Yeah, for sure. And then today, the theater is owned and operated by the city and is open to the public. The theater holds 600 events each year and can hold up to 100,000 people. That's amazing. I would love to go there. Yeah, and it's, from the pictures, it looks beautiful. That sounds so cool. I mean, I don't, let's hope that it's not another several decades before Mm -hmm. they do renovations on it again. Yeah. But it, it looks nice from what I can tell. Yeah. But like I said, it looks very, as we now no 18th century yeah looking but and then some as usual fun facts for this one the theater isn't on dock street but on church street but as we know that it used, the to, sh- be. It used to be dock street it is the longest surviving antebellum hotel so yeah. it still kind of has that like hotelish mm-hmm. look but and anybody that doesn't know what antebellum is it was before Civil War area, mm-hmm. so as well, uh, the South was still separated yeah. from the North of the and Union. It was like fifty years, yeah, like we said, fifty years for the hotel to be open. The building, originally known as the Planter Hotel, was constructed in eighteen oh nine by Mister and Missus Alex Ander Calder. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Planter Peanuts. Oh, is that where they get their name? Have you seen that TikTok trend where it's like the peanut guy trying to make a jingle? No. Oh my gosh, you have oh. to look it up. Look up. Uh, I think it's like Mr. Peanut on TikTok. Oh no, Mr. Planter Peanuts. Uh, well, <laughs> while I Google that, just a little bit more. The name of the hotel was a homage to its guest, being that a lot of the guests were. Planters. Oh, okay. So not planters, peanuts. No. Like actual planters. Well, <laughs> yeah. the more you know. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon on this statement. I was being stupid. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was being a big dumb dummy. <laughs> if I would have just waited for your next statement, I would have known. <laughs> big dumb dummy. Oh, great. So during this time, 
it was horse racing season, many of the planters would travel there to stay while they watched these horse races, which is why there are so many planters. That's cool. Uh, the name of the theater was taken from the 1730 theater. The theater that burned down. Yes. The um, the theater stood for the desire of life. Aww. So, And that's why it really, like, mm. was brought back during the Great Depression. Because yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was, like, a passion project for people yeah. and really, and like, gave them hope. And so it was. it's interesting that they had that desire to bring it back. And then any plays that were put on were by the Charleston Stage Company, which is the state's largest theater company. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool that they have um, the largest theater company there. And yeah. Putting on plays. And as you all know, um, theaters are haunted. So you know about the ghost light, right? Yes, yes. So we are both theater kids. Um, that's actually how we met. <laughs> theater... Midway look High School. <laughs> now look and at us. Now we're podcast hosts. Um, but so, and historically known, a theater has a theater ghost. Um, and that's usually like the ghost that looks over the space, um, the one that takes care of it. So the key to what you have to do is you have to have a ghost light. Mm-hmm. So a ghost light in the theater, the light you leave on stage, um, and it's supposed to help the ghost be at bay and be able to see things. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in actuality, usually they leave a light on. It's just so people didn't fall in the pit historically yeah, yeah. And, and they themselves become ghosts. Um, and so in most cases, theaters are haunted. Yes. Um, again, it is a place for the arts. It is a place for creativity and a lot of things happen there. Uh, and then with this one being built on, you know, mm, literally tragedy, on top of tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Um, and all of the, you know, crazy things happening during that that time period in general. Um, having an old historical building, a place that's known to be haunted, um, it's kind of just expected that there's going to yeah. be hauntings. Yeah. Um, so and in case y- y'all didn't know, mm-hmm. I forget the guy's name, but the first technical actor is Thespio. Is that correct? That where the term thespian comes from? Yes. So Not to be confused with lesbian. No. So thespians, which are actors, what mm-hmm. we now consider actors, the if you want to get real technical, mm-hmm. they're thespians. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole story that the first actual actor happened during one of William Shakespeare's plays, I believe. That's cool. I'm not 100%, but... <laughs> Halfway information with so. Allison and Debbie. <laughs> Look at us go. Woo. But there is that, and that's where the, that's who supposedly the theater ghost is, is yeah. the first actor. Mm-hmm. And he watches ever. over it. And he watches every theater, so it is known that his spirit's in the theater is watching it over. Yeah, and that's why you have a ghost light, and the ghost light is also to make sure that people don't accidentally hurt themselves when you're on stage, because we do a lot of things in the dark. Did I tell you about the time that I ripped open my leg and my mm. pants on an old couch in the back of our theater department? Oh, no. So I was on the back of the stage. Was it in the backstage or the, like the workroom? I was like in between the workroom and the backstage. So like in that dark little like hallway oh, area. So I was walking back there and there was like a really old vintage couch. I'm pretty sure I should have got a tetanus shot, but I did not. Um, so I'm walking by and I feel something like tug on my leg. 
and I looked down and like a nail had like gone through my leggings and like scratched across my thigh. So I had like a huge hole in my, like they weren't even leggings. I think they were just regular pants because we weren't allowed to wear leggings to school. Um, so like my pants had a huge rip in them and there's just blood pouring down the <laughs> hole <laughs> from where this couch. So I had to like unhook the, like the, the metal part, like unhook it from my pant and like walk away. And at first I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then it hurt so bad. I believe I still have a scar to this day oh, from no. that couch <laughs> in the theater department. Quick shout out. But did you not tell Wellbaum or <laughs> Wilkinson? <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Gee, I don't know, because maybe Wellbaum's the tech no, no, teacher. No, it's fine. I don't, you know, no issues. <laughs> nope. Um, now, speaking of more <laughs> stories from the theater with Debbie. Um, me and my now husband, ooh, ooh. then boyfriend, uh, we got in trouble for making out backstage one time. So, <laughs> okay, crunchy. that's something that I can see. Well, listen, doing. no, it was well, it was well, bomb. He was just like, um, are we moving set pieces or no. not? And I was like, oh, <laughs> gets back to work immediately. Um, also, shout out for being cool about that. Me and Cameron are now married. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> oh, look at well, but yeah, look at know. us. Our high school sweethearts, now we've been together for like <laughs> almost nine years. <Yeet>. So <laughs> now we just told people how old we are. <laughs> Great. Um, but anyway, so stories from the theater with Debbie. Do you have any theater stories you want to share? Oh, God, I don't think you want to hear my theater stories. So <laughs> I don't think you okay. want to hear it. Again, oh, but I'm going to tell you. I'm tell you anyway. Um, buckle up. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> Get ready. So I actually have an associates in theater. Mm -hmm. um, so this is more from college experiences. Uh, so when I went, I went to New York with the theater department. Yeah, that was and so, so cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I wish um, I would have gone. But it was it was expensive. I mean, money. I mean, for someone to but be if fair, you majored in it, then. Dis disclaimer. 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 My mama paid for college, so. Oh, well, <laughs> not all of us are. Not no. all of us are Huge. privileged. Okay, listen. <laughs> I thank my mama every day for it. Oh, okay? that's cute. So, New York trip. We were in Central Park. Ooh. And it was Kelly Parker, so mm -hmm. shout out to him, and Caleb Stroman. Mm-hmm. They better be and listening to this podcast right now. If not, I'm going to be very, very sad at them <laughs> both because those are my two favorite college professors. Aww. Uh, but so we're walking down there talking. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, uh, we Strowman mm -hmm. goes over and he's like, oh, I think the witch's house is over here. Kelly then goes, oh, yeah, but they don't need to see that. That's not they don't whatever. And so Strowman then goes, oh, I don't know. I, I know nothing. Straight says, I know nothing. Great. I process it, and I look, and I said, if you know nothing, how am I expected to learn anything <laughs> from you? How am I expected <laughs> to learn? I thought this was an educational trip. <laughs> Great. So it was kind of like one of those smart-ass remarks mm -hmm. shot back at him. Great. Um, and then as soon as we got back, mm -hmm. we were actually putting on a major performance. Great. It was on King Henry. <laughs> oh, it was King I, you know what, girl? I quilted all of those vests. All Rock of those vests? At, for MCC. At, 
All those Whoa. vests, I quilted. Whoa. I hand quilted Whoa, every single one of those vests. Very much. The You're theater welcome. department thanks you. Yeah, for Sends my great one semester of. <laughs> and I'm sure Londi does too. Yeah. Shout, shout out. out to Londi. Um, so we we're doing that major performance on the last day. Mm-hmm. It started raining. Dang. Not even started. We saw lightning in the mm-hmm. distance. And this is the time I was running the soundboard. Yeah. I was, so I was, I wasn't even in the play. I, I saw it first. I had to tell Stroman and Stroman's like, shit. Mm-hmm. Goes on the mic and tells the people down there. He's like, take the chains off, take the chains off, take, take the chain. And like, he's freaking out. Literally wearing chain yeah. mail We're, in a lightning yeah. storm. <laughs> so, and you can tell this is probably like five miles from us. Right. We are in the middle of the second act. Mm-hmm. So we're freaking out. While I'm running the soundboard, so while I'm having to run the soundboard, we're pulling stuff off of, because we're at the Brazos River stage. Mm-hmm. So we're literally right on the river, and we're pulling stuff off from outside, and the actors can see us frantically pulling oh stuff off. Oh, my God. And so as soon as uh, we're seeing the guests, like the people watching it, Half people are wearing chainmail, the other half aren't. Great. So they would leave, come back without chainmail, mm-hmm. and they're we're, they're like confused, like what's going yeah. on? They don't know it. And then we got maybe ten minutes. Like that's how small of a gap was. The play finished. We got everything done and packed, and inside in ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. And then it was just pouring and lightning and the storm was full on. Yeah. So we. That's on Texas weather. Yeah. We were, we were close. We, it was a very close call. That's a little scary. (laughs) So that's why. And even to this day, I posted it on Facebook. I was like, I know nothing because clearly we don't know how to do things on time. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's some theater story times with Debbie and Allison. Back to the hauntings. <laughs> okay. Give your nice, cheery story time. I know. Before we get into the scary stuff. Okay, now we're going back into the spookies. Oh. So we already talked about the ghost light. Um, so many guests have reported seeing shadows in the rafters and apparitions on stage. Um, when you're, when the director says, leave it all on stage, I don't think they mean your spirit. But in this case, I think it's a yes. <laughs> Um, many of the guests have left wondering if the spirits on stage were in fact the actors, failed actors, um, even admirers of the theater, or if there was a darker story to the building. Um, of course, there is Junis Booth, who was the father of infamous presidential assassin. Um, like we said, if you don't know who freaking <laughs> um, John Wilkes Booth is, you got a problem. Educated. Go get educated. You need to know um, something. Don't know nothing. So no one is positive as to why his spirit is still at the theater at the whole at the old old hotel um that he visited while he was living um so people there are speculations that maybe something did happen of course he did almost kill the manager um by attacking him so maybe there was something more happening there more to the story maybe he was a serial killer maybe he's a murderer these are not substantiated claims but postatilities father of an assassin killed a yeah. He became an assassin himself? Yeah, and it said that he wasn't even in Charleston when he passed away, and he was in Kentucky, but people have literally seen photorealistic apparitions of him. So they know it's him. Oh. Yeah, and then um, 
There is, however, a possibility <laughs> after me saying that um, <laughs> that the act that the, the it's be another actor that's just unwilling to leave the spotlight. Um, I mean, to be fair, though. But to be have... fair, what what what's the truth? You know, what do you feel? I'm leaning towards Booth. I'm leaning towards Booth as well, um, just because again. The generational trauma yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, and obviously, <laughs> he's the dad of, you know. <laughs> and if you don't know. And if you don't know, you get a know. book. <laughs> you get a book. <laughs> if you don't know, look behind you. It's us. The, the Poltergals. <laughs> um, and then one of the other well-known spirits or hauntings that happen is with Nettie Dickerson. Um, Nettie is the most known spirit um, which was thought to have been actually struck by lightning when standing on the balcony of the hotel. Did you know about this when you were talking about your lightning story? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So you almost had your own Nettie Dickerson at the NCC Theater <laughs> on the Brazos River stage. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so disclaimer there. So disclaimer. This is this is the truth of what may have happened if those people did not get off stage in their chainmail armor. <laughs> um, so she's she was struck by lightning while standing on the balcony of the hotel. Um, she's known to glide down from the second floor in a red gown. Um, you can see her flowing from the second floor and then hit the ground. It's said that she lived in the 1840s and was around 25 years old, so about our age. Um, she lived in Charleston um, and didn't stay at the hotel, but supposedly she's a freelancer in her occupation. Um, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, a woman of the night. Um, how many times do you think I said prostitute in that last <laughs> episode? Well, how many episodes ago was that? I mean... A couple. <laughs> it was a couple. Of, I mean, I don't... A couple times. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> mm. uh, but anyway, I'll so, to um, to that episode. you know, she was, in fact, a woman of the night, um, as said. She was a country girl that was looking for love and excitement. Um, but due to her age, many men did not want to marry her. She was already so old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, me and yeah. you, we're both married. We're already old maids. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, and they didn't want to marry her. Um, her class status played a big part in that as well, um, especially since during the time people didn't marry others beneath their class. So mm-hmm. since she was a country girl, she's already 25. Mm-hmm. That did cause some issues from her. Um, her dreams of love and happiness were crushed due to many of the men that showed interest in her beauty, um, but were not interested in her for love. Um, so then she began looking for work. We know how that ended. Um, not with a bang, but with a flash, <laughs> if you will. A flash before her eyes. Her, her whole life flashed before her eyes, literally. Um, so, which is actually kind of cool. So she started work in the church as a receptionist. Because um, most women back in those days relied on the church. Um, this allowed her to get men. Um, <laughs> although this also meant she would get dirty looks from the wives of the men she slept with, um, which led her to be very confrontational. Um, and due to being so confrontational, men didn't want to sleep with her, uh, which then caused her to be financially unstable, and she had to seek jobs elsewhere. Um, people that have seen her have claimed that she has no legs from the knee down. Um, so she literally, you know, as we always say, got blasted off the balcony. <laughs> No legs. I guess I guess what that claim that? doesn't have a leg to stand on. Am I right? <laughs> nope, that's oh not good. 
Oh, thanks for laughing at my bad jokes, Allison. This is why we're Why are you crying? Allison is now crying again in the studio. Why are you always sobbing? Dude, that was so... <laughs> that was so stupid that it was like... and laugh so hard she's crying (laughs) get yourself together woman good night okay so um well that just happened now that we moved past (laughs) that um uh one of the other things that is most known is that the city of charleston itself is haunted and they offered Mm -hmm. ghost tours throughout the city um so there are, of course, so much history in the city that they offer ghost tours to many of the other iconic scenery oh. in and around the area. Um, so you can go check out their city website and find out more information. They also, of course, have ghost tours all over. Mm-hmm. Um, quite touristy, if you ask me, but it's still really fun. So if you're interested in learning any more about that, um, also most of this information came from the website. The official, yeah, the city's website. The official city website. So if you want to find out more, um, and of course, this is really a part of our um, our history, and this yeah. building has survived now for three hundred years. Yeah. Uh, well, survived. Um, mm. Mm, yes and no. Speaking. What survived. is that? What is like the thing where it's like if you build, if you replace a ship board by board, is it still the original ship? It's not like some theology. Or is it if you build it, he will come? Ooh, that's pretty good, too. Ship replace. Shout, shout out to Field of Dreams for that quote. Oh, Field of Dreams. Oh, it's the ship of Theseus. It's known as Theseus's paradox. It's thought to be an experiment that raises the question of whether an object still has all of its components if replaced, uh, if places were, re- were replaced. Um, the paradox is most notably recorded by the Plarchian life of Theseus in the late first century. Mm-hmm. So if you replace a board of... Every board in a ship, so it's all new. Is it still the original board? Is it still the original ship? Well, and in this case, it is named after the original theater. So maybe is it the theater? Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, that's a little bit of theology mm-hmm. for you. If you're interested in learning more about theology and uh, some uh, interesting experiments. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? Be sure to check us out at on Instagram at the underscore Portugals. And um, don't forget, if you guys have any stories or want to share any pictures with us, our email is thepoltergals at gmail.com. Um, that's T-H-E-P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Um, and your hosts have been me and Allison. The, the Poltergals. Okay, the end. Bye. Good. You've been listening to The Poltergals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.